0: I'm glad you've joined us today here on the Wisdom Journey. So far, we've traveled from Genesis through the Song of Solomon. Today, Stephen lands in Isaiah. Isaiah faced a difficult assignment, he was a prophet but God told him in advance that the people wouldn't listen to him. Imagine how discouraging that would be. Isaiah reminds us that success in serving God isn't measured by how people respond to our ministry. Let's learn more.
1: Our wisdom journey today takes us into the book of Isaiah. And i got to tell you, just saying that makes me feel like a mountain climber standing at the base of Mount Everest. The prophet Isaiah is the leading spokesman here in the Old Testament, and he's going to lead us up that mountain peak. We're going to see the grandeur of God's glory like never before. I think of what J. Sidlow Baxter wrote years ago. What Beethoven is in the realm of music What Shakespeare is in the realm of literature, what Spurgeon was in the Victorian era among preachers, Isaiah is all of that among the prophets. Now, Isaiah will minister 700 years before Jesus is born. Isaiah is going to serve four kings in Judah as sort of the official court prophet, and he's going to serve over a period of 50 years. Now, as we begin our wisdom journey through this book, it's important to get the context here. The preaching of every prophet flows out of God's commitment to the covenant he made with Israel. Uh, These prophets are, are God's voice, and they're calling Israel back to obedience. And that's what Isaiah is going to be doing. He's warning God's people that judgment will come if they don't repent of their rebellion. But he's also reminding them of what God has in store for those who follow him. By the way, that includes you and me to this very day. Now, with that, let's open this great book of prophecy right here at verse 1. The vision of Isaiah, the son of Amoz, which he saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah. Hear, O heavens, and give ear, O earth, for the Lord has spoken. Children have I reared and brought up, but they have rebelled against me. Well, Isaiah is going to move on now and prophesy that God is going to use the wicked nations surrounding Judah to bring judgment on them, take them away into exile. Now, true to the pattern of Isaiah's preaching, he follows up this warning of judgment with an invitation of grace here in verse 18. Come now. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. In other words, sin has stained their lives, and it's stained your life and mine as well. And this isn't just any kind of stain, this is one of those deep red stains, the kind you can't get out of your carpet or clothing. The good news is God can. He can cleanse his rebellious people from all their guilt. He can make their lives, as it were, as white as freshly fallen snow, and that's beautifully clean. Those who are forgiven have now permission to enter the glorious kingdom Isaiah begins to describe here in chapter 2, over here in verse 2. It shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established. And many people shall come and say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord that he may teach us his ways and that we may walk in his paths. Now, this will all be fulfilled uh, as recorded in Revelation chapter 20, when this thousand year, this millennial kingdom is established following the tribulation. And Jerusalem, by the way, is going to become the capital city of the Lord's kingdom on earth. Now, another aspect of Isaiah's preaching is that he warns the nation about events that are in their near future and events that will take place in the distant future. We call those events the end times. And here in chapter 2, Isaiah begins to introduce that distant day of the Lord, that coming tribulation period in the end times when God pours out his wrath on the earth. Isaiah writes about that here in verse 19. And people shall enter the caves of the rocks and the holes of the ground from before the terror of the Lord and from the splendor of his majesty when he rises to terrify the earth. Now with that, here in chapter 3, Isaiah warns the people of something just around the corner. Verse 1 says, Behold, the Lord God of hosts is taking away from Jerusalem and from Judah all support of bread. And all support of water. In other words, there's a famine just ahead. Jerusalem's going to fall to these enemy nations. And here in chapter 4 and verse 1, we read this Seven women shall take hold of one man in that day, saying, We will eat our own bread and wear our own clothes, only let us be called by your name. See, so many of Judah's men are going to be killed by the Babylonian invaders, there's only going to be one man left for every seven women. Well, will the nation be permanently destroyed by these foreign armies? No, absolutely not. In fact, Isaiah begins here in chapter 4 to talk about the revival and the restoration of united Israel in the distant future. That hasn't happened just yet. But Isaiah describes it here in verse 2. In that day, the branch of the Lord shall be beautiful and glorious. See, this is a reference to the Messiah sitting on his glorious throne in the coming kingdom. And who gets to be there with him? Well, a restored nation of Israel. But now Isaiah broadens the invitation list to this glorious kingdom here in verse 3 to include everyone who has been recorded for life in Jerusalem. Revelation chapter 21 is going to tell us that those who enter this new Jerusalem are those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Let me ask you, have you claimed Jesus Christ as your Messiah and coming King? Well, if you have, your name has been recorded in this book of everlasting life. Well, now here in chapter 5, Isaiah is going to describe the wickedness of Judah. And frankly, it reminds me of the wickedness of so many nations today. He says here in verse 20, Woe to those who call evil good, and good evil. He adds in verse 21, Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes. Beloved, any nation that calls evil things good, and good things evil, is heading for the judgment of God. Now, here in chapter 6, this records Isaiah's personal calling into ministry. The date is 739 B.C., Isaiah is a young man. He records the event here beginning at verse 1. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Above him stood the seraphim, and one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. What's Isaiah going to do as he stands before this holy God? Well, the same thing you and I would do. He says here in verse 5 Woe is me! I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. God responds to his confession of sin by sending one of the angels with a burning coal from the altar to touch Isaiah's mouth says here in verse 7, behold, this has touched your lips. Your guilt is taken away and your sin atoned for. This is a wonderful picture of forgiveness. It's a gift of God's grace as we confess our sins to this very day. Well, in verse 8, God asks, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And Isaiah answers, here am I, send me. Now, I don't know how many men would volunteer for this kind of ministry after hearing what God predicts for Isaiah. He says here in verse 9 that that people aren't going to listen to him. He's not going to see any positive results, if if at all. But But Isaiah meant it when he said, here am I, send me. Well, let's be a little more like Isaiah today. No matter what the people around us are saying, no matter what our culture is doing, no matter what the results seem to be, you know, stacking up to be, let's just keep saying to our great God, here am I, send me. Well, until our next wisdom journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
0: That was Stephen Davey, and with today's lesson, he began our time in Isaiah. This lesson is called, The Confession and Call of Isaiah. You can probably tell just by listening that Stephen loves teaching the Bible. He's dedicated his life to that. But another one of Stephen's passions is training and equipping men and women for service to God. That's why he founded and serves as the president of Shepherd's Theological Seminary. Graduates of Shepherd's Seminary are serving God in their churches and communities all over the world. Go to our website, wisdomonline.org, and you'll find a link to Shepherd's Seminary at the bottom of the page. Learn more about that today, then join us back here next time as we continue the wisdom journey.